opportunity to talk to Chris Cohen about his new project and about the live at home sessions he did over the course of quarantine. He talked to us about how he got into music. He was born and raised in Mexico City. Always a huge music fan. Picked up guitar at an early age. But it really wasn't until an accident that took his brother very suddenly that he started to write music. He wrote a song, and a friend of his who was a filmmaker heard the song and was like, this song is great. You should record it. I want to use it in the film I'm making. I want to have it as like the end piece to the whole movie. So that was his first experience of recording songs. He talked to us about that experience, recording the first EP he has of original music, Songs for Yoshimi, the process behind his second record, Permanent Impermanence, and how when he would play live, he'd always throw in some cover songs when he was doing live sets. And someone from a record label heard him doing a live show and said, hey, do you have, do you have a recording of these cover songs? They're, they're awesome. And he didn't, so he put together a record of all covers called Music for Films, where he covers everything from Oasis to Marvin Gaye. He talked about his recent covers of Bob Dylan and John Lennon, his Live From Home record, and how he had to learn how to play drums, harmonica, guitar, and, and sing all together as a one-man band. And he has these incredible videos of himself doing it on his Instagram. So he's going to do a vinyl pressing of the Live From Home songs he did and donate the money to the same charity he was supporting with the Live From Home sessions. And he also talked about putting out some new music in August. So make sure to check that out. And we'd love it if you check out our YouTube channel and Facebook page. We have some video interviews up there. We have over 700 interviews ranging from all genres of music. And while you're there, subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Chris Cohen. Cool. All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, our podcast is all about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Sounds great. Fantastic. Um, why don't you first tell me where were you? Where were you born and raised? Uh, I was born and raised in Mexico City. Okay. Tell me about that a little bit. Uh, well, my, my mother is uh, from Mexico and my father is German. So I, I grew up here. Uh, always very fond and connected to music. Uh, as a kid, I really enjoyed going to the music stores and spending my summers in the U.S., like well, uh, getting uh, single tapes and CDs while my brother and friends were playing around. So I always had this uh, deep connection with, with learning and listening to the music. That's awesome. And uh, you, you said you'd come to the States quite a bit to you were doing yes. having here? Yes, Tell we used that. to have a we used to have a my parents used to have a house in Texas. Okay. Uh, so it was this place with uh, lots of uh, woods and a lake. So we spent the summer, winter, eastern. So I spent like from since I was born up to 18 years almost all my vacations <laughs> over there. So I, all, mostly all my all the music I listened to was always in English and that's uh, part of why my why my music is uh, mostly in English too. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you got into music by just collecting tapes and 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 uh, as a fan more so than a musician in the beginning. 
Um, yes, um, I, I also started playing guitar as a kid. I wanted to play Metallica and Guns N' Roses. And, <laughs> um, so, so I used to play um, like at parties and uh, like theme parties, 80s parties and 70s parties and so on. And, and, I, and sometimes I wrote a couple of songs, but I never got into uh, music like a, as a professional way. I always did it as a hobby. I, I studied architecture and architecture is my main profession. Oh, and man. yeah, yeah, I have my, my design firm and uh, during the day I, I work on designs and, and, and at nights I, I turn into a musician mode. <laughs> That's really and, cool. Yeah, yeah, and what really got me into making uh, music on a more professional level uh, probably was my my brother's death um, about uh, 15 or 18 years ago, and I wrote him a song at at that time, and another friend of my brother was making a movie, and so he asked me, why don't you, uh, why don't we use the song you wrote for him for the like the main theme of the movie at, at the end. At that time, I didn't know anything about recording and, and so on. So I got into a, a music studio from another friend and he told me, since you played uh, all the instruments and you sang, why don't you come one day and, and we do the, the song like from scratch, we record the song from scratch. And so I, I went uh, on a Saturday because at that time I used to work on another place. And, and I, I really felt the connection of, at the studio and the amplifiers and the preamps. And, and I fell in, in, in love immediately. Mm-hmm. So, so that's when I decided like, okay, music is my hobby, but I, I want to do it on a more uh, a professional level. And, wow. and the, and the second, uh, I think the second thing that really uh, got me into music was uh, I was talking to a, to a friend of mine, a musician, and I will always thought or oh, had the idea of, uh, you know, you have to have a band and to play a lot of uh, venues and then you uh, write your songs and then you record them and then you make an album. Mm-hmm. And with this friend I was talking and he was uh, finishing recording his solo album. And he said to me, okay, when I finish, I will gather like the musicians to, to play in venues. So uh, uh, it really like stuck uh, to me that I didn't need it to have a band. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I, I started uh, like making music on my own. Because before that, I, I used to have a band and, and I wanted to sound more like a, a shoegaze a movement, kind of a, a more like slow dive or Sigur Ross or Radiohead. And my, mm-hmm. my, my band members wanted to sound like 311. And so okay. it, it was completely opposite. And, and that's how I started uh, into making music uh, uh, on my own at, at my at my home studio. Oh, OK. So you started the band after you had written the song that made it onto the film? Uh, yes. At that time, when I wrote that song, I had my band and and we played in a couple of venues. And after a couple of three years, uh, like we separated and uh, I started making like my own uh, 
project and also because um, I, I, I really felt that my music had the power to connect and to heal and to create awareness and uh, my, my drive has never been like to to be famous or so but mostly like to connect with people and that when they listen to my music they feel better and they a little bit of um, consciousness <laughs> gets in their in their ears mm-hmm. so, so and I, I think at the end we all want to uh, although we we, we seek different uh, interests um, some some of us want to be musicians or architects or some of uh, some people want to be uh, accountants or lawyers or whatever but i think the 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 main thing we all have in common is we all want to be happy and and i think the the thing when my when my brother passed away that left me and and really stuck with me was that the only thing for sure we have in life is death and and the more we um practice that not not in a morbid way but in a a, a zen way a buddhist way and we, we can be happier so that's like the main uh, interest in my music wow oh, well i don't know if you mind like was when your brother passed away was it like a sudden thing or or was it something that you guys kind of it was uh, an accident yeah it was oh a, a really sudden yeah yeah after we we were going after a a party and he had a car accident there was a bus uh, without lights and he didn't saw him so he crashed and yeah that, that was it, it was really really uh, difficult for me and for my parents at the time and 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 i think uh, through music i really got um, a, a grieving process and a, a way to to internalize all, all the reflections about life and and about how how easy it is for us to die yeah that's i mean that's so terrible i'm so sorry but thank you thank you yeah um but as a way of like grieving you you wrote the song for him Uh, yeah the the song for the for the movie uh, it was a song for him as a grieving process but also i started like writing a lot of songs um, and in this kind of uh, vibe of, of creating consciousness and awareness okay. and, and like that, that's the main uh, message on most, on most of my songs okay and once, once you had that song for the, the movie and you started recording the, that's when you kind of had the band you got the band together or was the band thing happening prior to writing the song for your brother uh, it was at the same time. Okay. Uh, I had I had the band and uh, with the band uh, we recorded this song and mm-hmm. and then a couple of songs afterwards. But uh, as I was saying, th- there was like a a mixture of sound. Between yeah, my yeah. The three eleven versus the Radiohead <laughs> direction. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after a couple of years, uh, we decided to split, and we we are all. Uh, good friends, but uh, we had different interests, and so that's how I started my my own solo solo project and journey. Okay, and then with your solo project, did you start playing out around around town, or like did you record record uh, solo? Like, what was the first thing that you did? Y- yes, my, the first thing I did was um, 
an, an EP was titled uh, Songs for Yoshimi. It's mm -hmm. a five song EP and, and I played some in uh, um, venues here in Mexico. And, and I, it was uh, interesting because um, pr probably at that time I wasn't interested in making like a, a musical career. Uh, but I was talking uh, with a, a friend of mine who owned an independent label uh, called Noise Lab. Uh, and it was, um, th th this, he, he is very uh, respected in the music community. When Radiohead comes to Mexico, they ask him like, what, which songs should we play? And oh, so, wow. for, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, it was very like a, a nice step of uh, recognition to be signed with this uh, label, Noise Lab label. Sure. So, so that's what, how I, I released my first uh, EP, Songs for Yoshimi. That was in 2013. Okay. And, and then afterwards, I started writing a, a second album um, called Permanent Impermanence. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me about four years because since, since I, I have my design firm, my musical process of making music is a bit slow. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> Which, that makes sense. You gotta yeah, pay the bills, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then, and this, and this second EP was also really interesting because uh, I got uh, in contact with uh, um, English producer Phil Vignal, who has worked with uh, The Cure, Placebo, Radiohead, and wow. some other artists. And and I showed him I, my project. Uh, I told him like this was a very independent project and a very personal project. Mm -hmm. And if, if he would have the chance to listen to it and he really enjoyed it, he, he told me it, sound, it reminded him of uh, the Velvet Underground, like this kind of oh, rawness. Cool. Yeah. And so that's so quite a he, compliment, I would think. Yeah, right? it was. I, I'm a huge fan of, of Velvet Underground. So I was really, really happy with the compliment. And, and he mixed the, the, the Holy P and and I released it with uh, Arts and Crafts label, which is a Canadian Mexican label. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they have um, artists like uh, Timber Tambre and Feist. And so it was yeah. also uh, a nice uh, approach to be there. And, and I played in, in some venues also. And while I was playing, and what, randomly in one of the concerts at the end, a guy approached me and, and he asked me, normally when I play, I, I like to play a, a cover version of songs I like. Yeah. On a down-tempo down version of my music. And so he asked me if I had recorded these uh, cover songs. And at the time, I only played them live. Mm -hmm. And and with uh, he was uh, the CEO of Cleopatra Records from Los Angeles. Wow! So uh, we did a um, uh, down tempo cover project titled "Music for Films." Uh, mm -hmm. This was um, and and I think this was like the the, the change um, huge change in my career because um, I, I, it took me one year to make it instead of four. Sure. Uh, so it was a, a nice, in, interesting exercise. Um, uh, Jack Jack White uh, talks about it on "It Might Get Loud." That sometimes, for the as a creative process, uh, when you have deadlines, like you you use all that 
innate tools you have and all you have learned uh, unconsciously to to get to the result. Mm-hmm. So because sometimes while making music, we don't have deadlines. And so you can take forever like Chinese democracy. You're going to have to set deadlines for yourself, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and this exercise was really interesting for me because uh, I, I saw that I could make music on a, on a faster way than before. And I didn't have to to take four years to make a, an EP. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> and, and there was the, the project, this Music for Films project has songs of Marvin Gaye, Leonard Cohen, uh, Bob Dylan, uh, The Holy is on there, I saw there. Oasis, exactly. And, and I also, uh, uh, Phil Vignal also mixed the project and, and then I mastered it with Harris Newman in, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And, and this was 2019. And then last year with the whole pandemic thing, um, I, I, I saw a lot of um, concerts like Instagram concerts and live Instagram. Yeah. So uh, at the beginning, it was this uh, euphoria about all these Instagram lives. That, and I wanted to make a, a concert that had more impact and that helped in a in a different way so um together with a non-profit organization um we did this charity concert uh, for elderly people and single moms affected by covid and we gathered more than five thousand dollars wow and 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 musically but was very interesting because uh, i had to learn to play all by myself since there was no contact with people. So oh, I did you, this, uh, you had played those songs. Home. Yeah. Live from home. Right. That's the, that's the record you did. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was really at the beginning, I thought it, it would take me a, a couple of weeks to, to set the, the, the songs, but it took me about three months because I wow. was uh, learning to like do live looping with a move and the, uh, pedals and the uh, two guitars and to play drums, sing and play guitars and harmonica at the same time. It was a oh my a gosh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but at the end, I was really happy with the result. Um, probably because of it took me out of my comfort zone to to learn to to do a a live uh, set by myself and and also with seeing the results of the of the people like wanting to help and all the charity. So it was really, really uh, moving. And, and so these couple of months I've been releasing the singles of the, of the life from home project, mm-hmm. uh, which afterwards I, I mixed it uh, with another producer and sent, send it to uh, robot to robot uh, to master it with robots in Germany. So mm-hmm. it, there wasn't any uh, human contact. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was the idea of the project was to do like a, a, a responsible project of not gathering around with all the COVID stuff. And so, and, and also I, I started writing a lot of uh, new songs, uh-huh. uh, which I'm finishing now. I, 
and and it has been really nice because I've I've collaborated with uh, some huge arts he artists here in Mexico, um, and and the fun thing also was that um, the a uh, project I designed called Chapel Studio, which is a really nice studio um, here in Mexico, at, uh, about two years ago. Um, the the client is now my producer, and now instead of being the architect on on Chapel Studio, I'm like uh, like the musician recording there. So that's it's, so it's cool. A, yeah, it's a, a really nice uh, analogy that all hobbies are connected and uh, uh -huh. all disciplines. I like to talk a lot of about that. All all the hobbies we have uh, are tools for our creative process mm -hmm. I, and I, lo I love the videos like you're talking about doing the you know playing kind of everything with the pedals and this and you're, you're playing like a full drum kit and playing guitar at the same time and singing there's a lot going on that's a and that's a beautiful space you're in with all the guitars on the wall yes yes thanks Adam. yes yes it's, it was really um uh, it was really challenging and and also really imagine. fun, uh, like to to completely sync the <laughs> the drum and the hi hat and the pedals and the. But it was a really nice exercise, and and at the end, I when I listen to the to the recordings now, I like, man, was I playing all that by myself <laughs> at the same time? It's yeah. really. It's crazy. I mean, it's awesome. It's it's there. The videos are awesome. What you're doing, yeah. And the videos were, were also like uh, an an idea to 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 transmit this uh, creative process. Because probably if you listen to the song without the video, you you you'd say, okay, it's a nice live concert song. But mm -hmm. if you know what's behind, it it's like the gets a lot of uh it gets more sense to it no totally yeah it's i love the artwork you use too like the bob dylan you, you covered times are changing and then you the way you set the artwork up where you have his face on the record and you're holding it so you can see like your the top of your hair kind of poking out the top yeah it looks like <laughs> you did that on the uh john lennon cover too yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy with my wife, like taking these pictures like this, with my vinyls. So um, it was a really nice exercise to do it with for the both for the Lennon and for the Dylan cover and mm -hmm. in, a, in a very respect, respectful way, because um, I, I didn't want to like to uh, appropriate the song, but to show that it isn't my song so i'm only behind it and that's that's why i'm I, you can only see like my hair at the, yeah at the back. <laughs> no that's oh i didn't even think about it that way like yeah you're you're just behind the song i love that exactly like the song is uh, the song and I, it's it's like my my interpretation with a very respectful way to 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 these both geniuses dylan and lennon yeah, I mean, those when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is the most creative thing I've seen as far as like a photograph goes to to do that. You know, uh, when it comes to covering a song and, and, and putting it together like that, it's 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 really, really creative. 
Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Adam. Yeah, I'm thinking of the next cover is probably doing the same thing. So I'm okay. analyzing album covers. <laughs> Do you have to? Uh, that would be my next question. Do you have to see if the artist has like their picture on the record cover to, see, to choose the song if you're going to cover it? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Not, not, not. Not always, but because I also did the, the for example, the, the Leonard Cohen, the future cover, uh-huh. and 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 at, at the album cover, it's me like watching him at uh, an exhibition at his hometown in Montreal, in a huge museum. So I I, I would. I would have to choose the song first and then to see if uh, they have a cover <laughs> where I can mount my head into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, they're so good. But, I, I think I, that's so creative. Yeah, for a uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, I made a, like, w- really, we really have fun, my wife and I, having these uh, photographic sessions. So, um, the, this year is the the 20th anniversary of the uh, this is it uh, the Strokes album. Oh yeah, so I had a, a picture of my I took a picture of my wife with the legs and the and the torso sitting with the with the heels and so oh. it, it, it came out a, a really interesting uh, photo. So. Uh, and I posted it on my Instagram and it has, I, I think it's the photo that has have the most likes of all my Instagram. <laughs> so probably I need to do a, a strokes cover now. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Prince has a lot of pictures of himself on album covers too. Yeah. Yeah. A Prince <laughs> would be a really nice exercise. <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of other artists that might have a uh, picture of themselves on the cover. Uh, Morrissey yeah. you could do. He, he Morrissey, always puts, Morrissey he always puts himself great. on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Also, Bowie has uh, uh, some cover, uh, his face on some album covers. David Bowie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. Bowie does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some others, but that's cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you if you picked based off of if they had a photograph of themselves on the cover. No, I, I choose the song first and then I, I see if they have a, a picture. That's cool. That's really cool. And how do you choose the songs just based off of stuff that you like and would would want to learn? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, for example, for the Music for Films project, we did a, a uh, song selection. The, mostly, there were songs about protest. So, and and we had like thirty songs, and we selected uh, these five: uh, Marvin Gaye and the Hollies, and and Oasis. But mm-hmm. uh, for my personal choosing, uh, I think it goes to to artists I admire and to I would love to play uh, like an, a respectful homage. Okay. I like that. I like that. And so you're working on new music now, like uh, solo stuff, or are you yeah, working yeah, on still doing more ready. covers? Okay. No solo stuff, new, new material, and it's a five song EP. And I've always already have finished three of the five, and and the for them the fifth songs are almost ready. So July and August probably uh, I'll be. Re- finishing and probably at the end of August, I'll be releasing the first single. Oh, awesome. 
Yeah, and and also to to close like the the help process and the help circle for the uh, Life from Home charity concert. I will mm -hmm. be uh, making a a short vinyl edition. Uh, so um, like a charity vinyl edition, so people uh, donate and and they get to chat. The, the, to have the chance to get this vinyl, this signed vinyl, and and all the the profits will go to uh to the same charity. Oh, that's amazing! So you're gonna put the cover songs on a on a record. The the live from home uh, songs. Oh, the live from home songs. Oh, awesome! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, really it was cool. the the main um purpose of the concert the, to do this charity so it's like closing the the circle of the the helping uh, project sure i love that idea that's really cool yeah and the new material is coming really really nice uh before this uh, new new ep uh, i've never like worked um like with a producer fully with uh -huh. phil at he, he like he mixed all my songs but they were mostly finished uh, all by myself so uh, there wasn't any like um come around from ideas or, or changing the structure of the songs and and now for this new ep with the uh, um, collaborations of uh, different uh, friends and drummers and singers it's getting like a new vibe and uh, I'm, i really really think it's gonna be a nice project that's amazing i cannot wait to hear it are you planning on doing any live performances coming yeah, up i know yeah, stuff's probably. starting to open up again i'm not sure how yeah. open up is it in, in mexico city it's starting to open uh, like venues are they, they still have uh, like capacity restrictions like uh, 50% uh, like half of the of the venue but mm -hmm. they they're starting to to open um so um i think after finishing my these new songs um, i will i will get into playing some in some venues and also i would love to uh, most of my music is listened in of my audiences in the US. So probably, uh, I don't know if this year or, or at the beginning of next year to do a small uh, a tour uh, over there. I would love to. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's really awesome. Have you played here in the States yet or not yet? No, not yet. But um, I'm, I'm working on it because I, I think it, it can be a, a really nice place to play. I agree. I would love to. We'd love to have you here. <laughs> yeah, we love, love what so. you're doing. Yeah, it's so. We'll expect uh, some new music uh, next, or not next month, but almost next month in August. Yeah, the, like the last single. Uh, well, the full EP, the the Life from Home EP, will be released uh, next month by the end of next month. Mm -hmm. um, and and then on August, I'll have released the 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 first single of the new material. Awesome. Very cool. I cannot wait. Thank you so much, Chris, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. It was really nice talking to you. Yeah. I have one more question for you before I let you go. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Uh, yes, uh, probably to, to do all the things you do with love. I know it sounds like a cliche, but... Um, 
like if you do the things uh, from the heart and and your passion, it would be, it will get you places uh, you didn't think of. And also to never stop believing in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. Bring it in backwards.